If you go into my office, either here or at home, you will find on my desk little pieces of paper filled with names of people I need to talk to, things I need to do, ideas I don't want to forget. We all have some system, don't we, to try to remember the things that we want to remember. My notes work great as long as I can find them in the midst of everything else on my desk. But I always think, would it be wonderful if everything we need was right inside us and it could flow out just naturally? Obviously, this is what God thinks with respect to our faith. In Jeremiah, rather than, uh, we hear, rather than writing uh, God's law on stone tablets, God comes up with a new technique, a new covenant. I will put my law within them. I will write it in their hearts. We are called to remember, as children of God, to let our faith flow out naturally in our lives, in all we do, in all we say, and yet God must wonder sometimes what's going on inside us and whether this new technique, this new system is really working. Are you ready to be in covenant with God in the way that God hopes to be in relationship with you? And like all relationships, that means not only in the good days, but in those days of challenge and struggle as well. This new covenant which Jeremiah alludes to and which Jesus represents invites us to be in this sort of personal relationship with God. Yeah, the Bible's there for direction and for wisdom, but what's in the book really only makes a difference if it's in our heart as well, because Life, we know, is not always easy. We have these challenges that we have to overcome in our life. And that's why our faith and our trust in God is needed so much to bring true change or real transformation in our life. Jeremiah, we should know, wrote this vision of God's new relationship with God's people at a time when corruption was rampant, when people were accumulating lavish wealth at the expense of the poor, where the leaders were not acting in a way that would provide the leadership that people would hope, when people were turning from God and yet there was hope because Jeremiah knew that God would not turn from them. Jeremiah knew the power of God's love and grace and the new life that can come from it. Now, we don't talk a lot about confession. We, every week, we have a prayer of confession in our bulletin. But we don't talk a lot about confession. I think partly that's because when you start talking about it, you begin to feel guilty. Does anyone feel guilty when they start talking about confessing to God? But it is fundamental to our faith journey. And in the midst of the challenges of our life, it is so important to have the ability to look at ourselves. We need to look at ourselves. 
to see uh, how we're involved in those challenges. Each of us have things that stand between us and God, but we don't like to admit who we are, and because of that, it keeps us from being what we could become or who we could become. We are buried under our guilt, and, and we some way don't want to expose it to the light of Christ because somehow we feel that light of Christ is going to burn us, when really it's just going to guide us in a way to growth and to newness in our life. Each one of us, I'm sure, have a hard time facing our faults and our failings. And this struggle actually inhibits our ability to change and grow. And this is part of the tough road that we're called as faithful people to walk. We think of Easter in a couple weeks from now and, and, and of rising up with Jesus and we get excited. But the road before the resurrection experience is hard for us. It's hard for us to travel that road with Jesus. Yet as we heard in our gospel lesson from the 12th chapter of John this morning, the cross, the crucifixion, is when Jesus sees himself being glorified. And far from fleeing from that suffering, that trial, that humiliation that surrounded it all, Jesus says this is the reason that he came. As we rush to our Easter celebration, Jesus invites us to slow down. Jesus says, this time I traveled to the resurrection is important as well. And maybe he's saying in saying that, that those times of suffering, those times of struggle, those times of self-examination we go through, before we feel renewal, before we feel new life, before we feel revived hope, is important as well. Did you hear the part in the scripture lesson, the gospel lesson, where Jesus talks about his soul being troubled? I love that part. Because if you're like me, you have times in your life, maybe even today, where your soul is troubled. Maybe it's because of things that you have done, that you have been responsible for. Maybe it's looking in this world, at the society we live in, and seeing things around you that really troubles your soul. So I know what Jesus means when he says that. Do you remember times in your life, maybe today, where your soul is troubled? Not that God hoped that we'd experience this or that we would experience the difficulties that we face in our life, the challenges we face in our life, but as strange as it may seem, at least for me and I hope for you, I think in those moments my faith gets stronger. Something happens in the messiness of that time that allows me to move through that time when I trust in that faith in new and different ways. A book I read once gets at what I'm saying. It's a book I read a long time ago. It's a children's book, one that I shared with our children. It's, a, it's called Prince Mammoth Pumpkin. I think James Brady, James P. Brady wrote it. James P. Adams wrote it. It's a story of a farmer who grows this beautiful, gigantic pumpkin, and he calls it Prince. 
Fast forward, tragically, one day he finds that this pumpkin that he loved is smashed and, and destroyed. He's devastated by it. He's depressed. And he says, where is God to let this happen? How could God let this happen to my, li- to my life? So he plows that destroyed pumpkin into the field just to get rid of it, just to remove it from his memory completely. And obviously, little did he know, in plowing this field with this pumpkin, he spread the seed of that pumpkin all around. And so the next year sprouts hundreds of new pumpkins all around his farmer's field. I love this story because isn't it true in our life that there are times when we all seem destroyed smashed by events that occur. How easy it is to cry out, where is God? Or why, God, have you allowed this to happen? And yet, it's exactly at those times that God is at work. That the the fertile ground within which the, the shattered pieces of our lives begin to be made new and transformed. Now, in my limited experience, it takes a lot of work to make things bloom. I know that my wife, Sarah, laughs lovingly when I continue to bring home these cheap roses that I buy for her that never seem to bloom. Have you ever got those type of roses? They just stay closed up. I seem to always get those type of roses. It's, I think, the aisle I shop in or something. It seems that there's a price that you have to pay to bloom the way you should. And from what I know about flowers in the garden as well, to get flowers to bloom in the garden, it takes a lot of work before you get to that bloom, especially, I think, this year. It's going to take a lot of work to get to that bloom for those flowers. But without the beginning of that journey, as Dominic mentioned to the children earlier, without the beginning of that journey, the bloom would not come. And it's the same for our lives. Now, some of the things that Jesus said in this passage are hard to hear, but again, really it's about what comes first in our lives. It's about who we're going to trust when the going gets tough. What do we need to let die in us so that new life can come? Martin Luther King Jr. said once, in order to truly know what life is, you have to discover what you're willing to die for. What or who are you willing to give your all to so that you might feel the abundance of life that is offered to you? The hour has come, not just for the new members that have joined this morning, every hour for all of us, the hour has come for each of us to enter into a new relationship with God. Will you follow, will we follow where Jesus leads? 
If we do, that doesn't mean it's going to take away the struggles of our life. It doesn't mean that it's going to provide us all the answers in our life. In fact, in some ways, it may even increase them. But I promise you, it will bring a fulfillment, it will bring a satisfaction, it will bring a sense of sacred self-worth that will get you through both the best of times and the worst of times. You will push through the growing pains of the faithful life, through the difficulties of seeing what needs to die in you, feeling your roots begin to secure themselves deep into God's presence, a living presence. And through it all, God is at work well before the bloom, well before we clearly feel the light of Christ. We've got to remember that Jesus is there walking with us, that Jesus is there struggling with us, that Jesus is there suffering with us. so that we can be made new too. That's the promise that God offers to us in Jesus Christ well before the resurrection, well before Easter day. God tells, reminds us in Jesus that God is with us before the bloom. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we come before you on this day. And maybe some of us here are especially feeling overwhelmed by burdens that rest on us. Many of us can sense the struggle that we might need to go through to move through something that might be in our life. But to help us to remember, dear God, that above the clouds the sun shines, that even with the cold, the warmth will come. That despite what it seems like outside, spring will be sprung. But in the midst of these times, in the midst of the challenging times of our life, when things seem to be out of control because of our own decisions or because of choices others are making, that we can stand strong, that we can speak up, that we can know that God is with us to bring change into our life and to bring change into our world. It's exactly at those times when we spread seeds of hope within our lives and within the life of our world that will bloom. Help us to prepare fertile ground for those seeds in our lives and in this church and in our community and know throughout it all that you are with us. We pray these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. And now we sing a song that reminds us that we're not alone, that together as a community, as the broad community, we continue to work to bring change into our lives and understand that God is with us through it all. Let's sing together on page 2221 in the Faith We Sing hymnal. In unity we lift our song. 